Welcome to the award-winning Thoughts from a Page podcast, a member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network, hosted by me, Cindy Burnett, a voracious reader and book columnist who provides you with engaging author conversations and book recommendation episodes, as well as insider information on all of the newest releases that I personally endorse and on the publishing industry in my behind-the-scenes series. With so many books coming out weekly, it can be hard to decide what to read, so I find the best ones and share them with you. For more book recommendations and to find my backlist of interviews, visit my website at thoughtsfromapage.com. If you are interested in accessing unique bonus content, I hope you will consider joining my Patreon group. I offer two levels, Page Turners, which includes my popular Early Reads program, where patrons have access to monthly early digital reads through NetGalley, and exclusive pre-publication author chats, as well as regular bonus episodes and fun surprise content. My second level is Lit Lovers, which includes all of the page turner benefits, as well as my Traveling Galley program, where patrons can read at least three to four new titles a month that are in print galley form and are passed along to other members. One of July's selections is the new William Kent Kruger book, The River We Remember. In addition, there are two monthly episodes, fiction-nonfiction pairings, and spoiler-filled interviews with three authors. The link to join is in my show notes. Today, for this special behind-the-scenes episode, Sarah High, Senior Partnerships Manager at Bookshop.org, joins me to chat all about Bookshop.org and the wonderful things they do in the book community. Sarah is the Senior Partnerships Manager at Bookshop.org, where she maintains relationships with 1,800-plus U.S. independent booksellers. She also represents Bookshop.org on special topics panels, and at literary conferences throughout each year across the country. Sarah was one of the first members of the Bookshop team and has been with the organization since August 2019. Before Bookshop, she worked at Catapult, Soft Skull, and Counterpoint Press. And before that, she was also a bookseller and bookstore manager at Book Culture in New York City. I hope you enjoy our conversation. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Welcome, Sarah. How are you today? I'm doing so great, Cindy. How are you? I'm doing great as well, and I'm thrilled to pieces that we're going to get to talk about Bookshop because your company has made such a difference in the book world in the last few years, and I can't wait to learn more about it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited too. I love this behind the scenes series because I end up learning so much about all of these wonderful businesses 
entities, websites, whatever they are that are contributing so much to the book world. And I know Bookshop is one of those. Thank you so much. We really appreciate hearing that. That's really kind. And what's really incredible, I was just on your website, is that to date, and I feel like this number changes even as I watch it, Bookshop has donated almost $26.5 million to local bookstores. And that's pretty incredible, especially for the life of your entity. It's just not that old. And so it's really amazing what you've been able to do. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I am astounded by the amount that we've raised for booksellers. And it's just been a, a thrill and a pleasure to watch that number continue to grow. Yes, it really is. I can remember when it was 2 million and I was like, oh, that's really great. And now I'm like, okay, it's 26.5 million. That's truly, truly great. Thank you. Why don't we start out with you giving me an overview of bookshop.org, how it got started, and then the main things that it does now. Absolutely. So um, bookshop.org was first born out of conversations that our founder and CEO, Andy Hunter, had with uh, independent booksellers at the ABA American Booksellers Association's Winter Institute Conference that is held every winter. So Andy was chatting with indie booksellers in the early 2010s about, you know, watching the rise of Amazon's dominance over the book industry, how disheartening that was, how harmful Amazon was uh, in particular for and is uh, in particular for uh, indie booksellers. So Andy really was passionate about creating a sort of anti-Amazon e-commerce site that supports indie booksellers specifically and explicitly. So we do now give over 70% of our profits to indie booksellers. We have over 1,800 indie booksellers across the U.S. on our platform. I work with all of those 1,800 indie booksellers. And yeah, as you've said, we've raised over $26 million for our indie booksellers. And um, honestly, it's, it's you know an anti-Amazon way for online shoppers to support booksellers online without having to sacrifice, you know, an easy, fun way to shop online. So when did bookshop.org actually launch? I know I learned about it. I'm trying to think. I think it was early 2020, but it might have been late 2019, but I'm not sure exactly when you launched. So we launched in January 2020. Um, I believe it was January 18th. I can check on the exact date for you, but January 2020, I had been with the team since August 2019. I was the third employee. And so in preparation for our launch, I went to all of the indie bookseller regionals across the U.S. to kind of spread the word. And then, of course, we launched in January with about, I want to say, 30 booksellers on the platform. Um, And then, of course, we all know what happened in March 2020. We... (laughs) grew exponentially between March, April, and May of 2020 and beyond because of the lockdown, because of the George Floyd murder and Black Lives Matter movement. It was just such a, an explosion of growth during 2020. And as you pointed out, yeah, we had just launched in January. So it was a very quick explosion of growth. Well, I thought that it was early 2020 that I had learned about you. But sometimes those things start to blend and I didn't know if it was just, you know, if I, it had been earlier, I couldn't remember, but I remembered it was super close in time to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful for you because it was one of those things that we were doing all these virtual things through my literary salon. And then I launched the podcast 
And all of it, bookshop.org was a great platform to link to for the books I was talking about. But I wasn't sure how much before the pandemic you had launched. So that is really pretty crazy. Thank goodness you did launch when you did. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. It was really strange timing, but feels sort of cosmic that we launched when we did. Well, can you explain to me exactly how it works for bookshops? I know generally, but I would love to hear you explain it all. And I'm sure there'll be things that I wasn't aware of. But if I'm a bookstore and I want to partner with you, what can that look like? Absolutely. So if you're a bookseller in the U.S., you can email me, sarah.hi at bookshop.org, and I can help you get set up. Basically, all you need is an American Booksellers Association membership and a physical location store. You can still be an affiliate if you're an online bookstore or an events-only bookstore. You'll just be at the 10% affiliation. So to be clear, anyone can be an affiliate on Bookshop, but our ABA independent booksellers with physical locations get 30% of any cover price of a sale that's through them on Bookshop. Whereas if you signed up with a Cindy or any other affiliate who's not an indie bookseller, they would get 10%. Um, so that's the first piece. And then the second piece is the 10% affiliates also donate 10% of their sales to our ABA pool. So basically, this means that every six months, in addition to whatever an indie bookseller is making on their bookshop page, they are also earning these 10% dividends in a check that we give them every six months. And that has so far been from about $800 to over $1,000 each six months. So as a former indie bookseller myself, I think that this is just a really powerful tool for booksellers to have in their toolkit, whether or not it's bookshop is your only way to sell books online as an indie bookseller, or whether you use bookshop in addition to whatever other e-commerce site you use. I am an affiliate. And that is one of the things that I just love is not only the 10%, the affiliate agreement, but the fact that 10 more percent goes into this pool. I just think that's the greatest thing. The pool is given to those booksellers that partner with you at the 30% level. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Okay. I always wondered exactly who was getting that. I mean, I knew it was booksellers, but I didn't know how it was done. So that's interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit more about booksellers that partner with you. You, you referenced this because I've seen it with some of the smaller Texas bookstores. If you are small, maybe new, you don't want to build up your entire online presence, what you can do instead is have your online presence bbookshop.org, and then your physical space, people come in, they buy whatever they want. But if you're going to order, you order directly through Bookshop, right? That's what happens with some bookstores? Exactly. So especially for these new and smaller booksellers, like you said, Cindy, this is a really good way for indie booksellers to sell books online. Every book that is bought on Bookshop goes directly from the warehouse to the customer. So um, as the bookseller, you don't have to pack, ship, you know, resend, deal with customer service. We do all of that on our end. And then the bookseller simply gets that 30% every time a, a sale is made through their bookshop profile. And I personally worked at a bookstore as well. And I know how much work it is to have just all of the supplies before you even get started with the rest of it. Get all the supplies, have the space to do it, have the ability to print the labels. All of that is very time consuming and can cost a lot. And if you are trying to get started, to not have to worry about that component, but instead have that handled by Bookshop has to be phenomenal. Plus, you give 10% off on all books, right? 
That's right. Yep. We do also do a discount on the books, which is our way of trying to steer those Amazon book buyers away from Amazon and onto Bookshop. Yeah, I love Bookshop. My daughter and I use it regularly, and I just think it's such a great way to order books and to support all of these bookstores and just such a very cool platform. I think you must be so proud to work there. Like, what a cool company. Thank you. I agree. Every time I'm interacting, every time I interact with booksellers, I'm reminded of how valuable the site is for booksellers because, as you mentioned, Cindy, having worked in a bookstore yourself, you know the time constraints and the bandwidth constraints, quite frankly, booksellers have. You're doing so much in addition to fulfilling online orders. So bookshop.org is a really great way to offload some of those online orders and um, help you have an online presence, uh, whether or not you're, you're fulfilling online orders or using us for all of that. And for the bookstore, if they don't have the book in stock already, They have to order it. It has to come to them. Then they have to ship it out. So in those cases, it's going to be faster to get it from Bookshop anyway. Exactly. That's exactly right. So the larger stores, what do their partnerships look like with you? That's a really good question. So for stores like Books Are Magic here in Brooklyn, they maintain their regular e-commerce site, but then they also have a Bookshop page that they don't really push to, but they do have a link on their regular e-commerce site, just to kind of remind their customers, if you're on Bookshop, here's where you can support us. But yeah, for the larger stores, because they can fulfill orders at a larger scale than smaller ones, they usually push directly to their e-commerce site. But simply by having a Bookshop page, even if you don't push to it, they are, Books Are Magic in particular, for example, they are getting really strong sales because Over 1,200 users on bookshop.org visit our Choose a Bookstore map every day. So people who are searching for bookstores in Brooklyn will find Books Are Magic that way, even if Books Are Magic is not specifically pointing people to bookshop.org, if that makes sense. Well, and that raises a really good point as well. Not only are they able to direct people to their shop on Bookshop and, and have sales that will count toward them, but it also could help people find them. I mean, books are magic. Many people know because of Emma Straub owning it. But I'm thinking about other stores. You know, if you're looking for a location in Houston and you're thinking, well, what bookstore do I want to try to go to? In addition to supporting them online through Bookshop, it would give me an idea of which stores are in Houston. Exactly. Right. So I'm particularly proud of our Choose a Bookstore map because we do allow anyone on bookshop.org to see, oh, I have more than just Brazos in the Houston area. I have all these other indies I can go support. Exactly. The other way that you can find bookstores is through your search function. So if you go to your general search function and I search like thoughts from a page, initially it will pull up any book that has thoughts from a page, any keyword in it, but you can toggle to search for a shop and then all of a sudden I pop up. So that's another nice way to find people. Exactly. Right. And that's such a good thing to point out, Cindy, is that when you're using the search function, just make sure you toggle to the shop's result and then you'll find your shop or whatever shop you're looking for. Yes, that's a very cool way to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. So let's talk about your role there. You are Senior Partnerships Manager. What does mm-hmm. that mean exactly? And what do you do generally day to day? Sure. Uh, so I started as the sort of liaison between 
booksellers and bookshop.org kind of explaining to booksellers, this is how the site works. This is how you can use it um, in whatever capacity works best for you as indie booksellers. So it started as a a go-between between how to use the site and use it as an indie bookseller in particular. And now we have I'm just so overwhelmed and excited with the amount of booksellers we have on the platform. Again, that's over 1,800 across the US. And so now that looks more like really helping booksellers get empowered to use e-commerce, whether or not it's Bookshop or Book Manager, Indie Commerce, Indie Light. Something um, Andy, our CEO, and I have really been passionate about is telling booksellers how much they can use e-commerce to, you know, really grow their presence, grow their social media, grow their email marketing, and thus sell more books online. Because as I'm sure you've seen, Cindy, and we've all really seen, everyone is shopping online now. Everyone's on their phone, on their computers. The pandemic, I think, really heightened that. And I do think e-commerce is here to stay. So while e-commerce is here to stay, how can we make e-commerce support local independent booksellers and bookshop.org, I think is a really great way that we're supporting them while people are online and shopping online. Well, and you and I met when I went to SpringCon at Mountains and Plains and you were on a panel that was phenomenal. It was actually the most helpful panel there, I thought. I mean, there were a lot of good panels, but yours was so helpful. And it talked about marketing and using bookshop.org. And there were so many functions I didn't even know existed there in terms of pulling the widgets down, putting them on my site how you can bring things across. And so you all did a really great job with that. Is that something you're doing regularly? I mean, I know you mentioned going to those type of events early on, but do you still go and do that kind of marketing help at a variety of the independent bookseller groups? I do. And I'm so happy that you were there, Cindy. And thank you for your kind words. That really makes me feel good that it was a really good panel for you. Um, Yes. So me and my colleague, Justin, and some of my other colleagues on the bookshop.org team do attend. I mean, this year we we attended all of the spring forum shows. We attended Winter Institute for the ABA. We just attended Children's Institute. We'll do the fall conferences as well. So yes, that is a huge part of my my role is having a presence at these conferences and doing education sessions to help empower booksellers how to sell books online and market themselves. So for example, for Children's Institute, which just wrapped in Milwaukee, I did an education session on how to use bookshop.org to partner with local organizations on virtual school fairs. So we have about 150 booksellers on bookshop.org right now who use bookshop pages, a separate page to create a virtual school fair that they have created to work with a local church, school, synagogue, etc. so that both the bookstore and the local partner organization are getting benefits from these online sales, if that makes sense. What a clever idea, because I am sure that is a wonderful way for, for school book fairs to operate. Exactly. I really think it's, it's something I really want us to continue to grow. Well, what has surprised you the most about your job? Oh, I love that question. I think something that's really surprised me is how, I mean, I've been passionate since day one about helping indie booksellers, but I think the, maybe the, the largest thing that surprised me is that I really am passionate about helping 
especially the the non-tech savvy quote unquote booksellers know that technology is not, it doesn't have to be scary, right? So some days I am literally just chatting with booksellers on the phone or on a Zoom call and telling them how a cookie works, how our site works, how you can copy and paste the URL to tag people to your storefront. So basically, yeah, my my favorite part and the most surprising part is how much I love empowering booksellers with uh, how easy and approachable the technology for bookshop.org can be. I know that when I joined the team, I did not feel tech savvy. I understood cookies a little bit. I understood the affiliate program, sort of. And now that I understand it fully and have the former bookseller, my former bookseller hat on too, it's really my favorite part of the day when I can make someone feel more knowledgeable and empowered to, you know, market themselves online and and have an online presence. Having that bookseller hat probably really helps with this job because you know what it looks like on that side of it. So now you can say, okay, when I was working there, these were the issues we encountered. This was what was happening. You have both sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. And we, so I worked at Book Culture in Manhattan, right on Columbia University's campus. Oh, yeah. I love that store. My daughter's at Barnard. And so oh my goodness. every time I go, we hop into the Book Culture right there and she orders from it. We love it. I've been to the other one around the corner a few times, but I mainly go to the one that's right there on Broadway. Oh, that's great. That was my store. Oh my gosh. So I worked there for about three years. I was a manager and bookseller. I did the window displays, the table displays, and our staff was about five people, but we only had about three people in the whole store who were employees at at one time. So imagine, you know, working in Manhattan, Upper West Side on Columbia's campus we're getting shipments on the floor. We're fulfilling online orders while we're on the floor. We're doing inventory. It's it, it was a really valuable time for me to have. And absolutely, Cindy, it really did help inform how I do my, my job now because I do know, oh my gosh, you know, online orders take so much of our time. When I was a bookseller, they took so much of our time. How can we help offload some of that onto bookshop.org? So it is really valuable to have that that experience. I worked at Murder by the Book here in Houston, and we had one person who was pretty much devoted to online orders. I mean, it takes that much time to get them ordered, to you know, check on the status of them coming in, place them either for people to pick up or for them to be mailed out. I mean, that is a big job. So I can see where transferring some of that to bookshop.org would be so helpful. And then with respect to book culture, that store doesn't have a huge footprint. I mean, there may be a lot more space in the back. I've obviously never been back there. But it's not like there's a ton of space. And I know that was what we encountered at Murder by the Book. The store itself had a pretty big footprint, but there wasn't much space in the back to do a lot of that stuff. Yep, exactly. We had a really small back section actually too. And it was just um, our overstock in the back. And we would have one of our buyers just doing their buying back there. But we would receive all of our shipments on the floor, whether it was Playmobil or, you know, Eboo or jelly cats or our cards, we would receive everything on the floor while doing online orders, while helping customers. It was, it was a pretty formative experience because it helped me balance all of these things at once. But yeah, again, to your point, it was a lot of time that was devoted to online orders, which is something that booksellers of course should have, 
But that's why, again, I think bookshop.org is so helpful to, you know, now that we exist and booksellers use us in those moments where a customer says, you know, can I order this book through you? Do you have this book? If that bookseller does not have that book or wants to order it for them, and especially if it's a direct-to-home order, you can always just push that customer to bookshop and you as the bookseller don't have to do any more work after that, which is so appealing. (laughs) Absolutely. I just love that you work there because I love that store. I get in there four or five times a year. And so I just love that connection. So let's back up a little bit because one thing we didn't talk about was the list. So I am an affiliate. And once I have the approval of an affiliate, then I am able to see my dashboard. And within that dashboard, I can create whatever kind of list I want. So on my end, I have a podcast list, every author I've interviewed. I have my summer reading guide list. I have a variety of things like that. So bookstores, I'm assuming, have a very similar bookstore platform on the back end, and they can create their own list as well. Exactly. Right. And I don't know if you've experienced this, Cindy, but I think making lists is so much fun. (laughs) You can make a list of whatever category, subject matter. You can make it sassy. You can make it seasonal. You can make it topical. I think list making is the most fun thing to do on Bookshop. And I also have a an affiliate page that's at the 10% level. And I make lists, you know, based on the succession season that I just watched and books I read to my cat, quote unquote. I don't actually do that, but just for humor (laughs) and and kicks and giggles. But yeah, no, list making is the most fun way to interact with the site and the, the way to really show off your affiliate's personality. So as a bookseller, as a bookstore on Bookshop, you can use the list making functionality to really translate what you're doing in the store to what you're doing online. So you can make an in-person display on Pride Month, for example, and put that on bookshop.org, but you can include titles that maybe you don't carry in store on your bookshop.org profile because we have, of course, over 5 million titles from Ingram. So it's fun, easy way to really show off your store's personality, but also to stock things, quote unquote, that you don't stock in store. And it's gotten easier and easier to create those lists, I think, on Bookshop. So in terms of how you go about actually adding the books to the list, but that's a great idea. And that's one of those things that I never get around to creating more fun lists, but that's a good idea. And I should do that versus just the basic ones that I have there. Well, the basic ones are great too, because then we get to learn about you and your authors. So I, I do love a balance of, you know, the fun and the, the more pertinent, if that makes sense. And then also those lists can be highlighted various places. So if you go to the tab that talks about fiction and you have a variety of genres and you click on, say, historical fiction, then within that you have various lists. How do those lists get there? Like from different bookstores or influencers or affiliates? How does that work? That's a really great topic that you've brought brought up. We have category pages on the site that highlight Spanish language books, fiction, nonfiction, history, etc. And the way to get on those category pages is to, for a bookseller, you can email me or my colleague Justin if you have a list that you think, hey, this would be great on the bookshop fiction page. If you're a non-bookseller affiliate, Cindy, you can email my colleague Ellington. And basically, it's just a way for any affiliate who thinks they have a really good category page that would be highlighted really well on these these category pages to um, show off your personality and get spotlit elsewhere on the site. I'm really glad you brought that up. 
Well, and I also found a tab I hadn't seen before, wish lists and registries. Can you tell me a little bit more about those? Absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up. So we have wish lists on our site, which is basically a pretty straightforward way to make a list of books that you really want to have. It's private. Um, you can share it if you'd like, but the wish list is sort of just a very straightforward wish list. But if you create a registry, this is our version of Amazon's wish lists. So on Bookshop, if you create a wish list and make it into a registry, it will be a way for you to um, have an entire list that you want others to buy for you. So for example, my mom's a third grade teacher. I made a registry for her on bookshop.org of books she would like in her third grade classroom. So now she can share this link with her, her kids and their parents, and they can purchase books off of this list. And all of those books will be shipped to my mom's school address. The address for the shipping is hidden so that the site user can keep that private. And then my mom will receive all those books in the mail as soon as people purchase them. So thank you for uh, pointing that out. It's such a good way for us, again, to really highlight our mission of having a way for readers and shoppers online to support local bookstores while also trying to have that similar Amazon feel. So Again, registries are our version of Amazon's wish list. So if you're thinking of making an Amazon wish list, please use bookshop.org instead for books. I love that. And I'm so glad you brought your mom up because my oldest is getting ready to start teaching through Teach for America this fall. And a wish list like that's a great idea. And I'm sure y'all are marketing that to teachers, but what a fabulous idea. I was more thinking about it for women that are having babies because I always buy mm -hmm. books for them. I mean, that's always my gift. And so that's a great way to have a list of the books you're looking for. And then there's less duplicates, kind of like a wedding registry. What a great idea. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So the, the registry creator can even select how many books they want. So if my mom needed three copies of The Stinky Cheese Man, she could get those three on the registry. And then anyone who views the registry can see how many of those have been purchased and how many need to be purchased. But Yes, absolutely can be used for parents, new homeowners, whoever wants to make a book wish list, which who doesn't love a, a book wish list? I know I do. And PTOs, you know, if you're thinking about parent organizations where they're trying to support their teachers, there's just so many really cool ways that could be used. I'm so glad I learned about it. Oh, good. I'm so glad you, you did too. Well, how do you think Bookshop has evolved over the last few years? Oh my goodness. Well, you did point out something really great um, in that we made list building easier. That's such a big question, but I do feel like, Cindy, we've really been continuing to listen to what our site users and in particular our affiliates really need and want to see from the site. So we've made registry improvements, wishlist improvements, List building improvements, we're going to be improving the dashboards for bookseller affiliates in particular so that they can see all of their customers and download those customers' emails to add to their email marketing. So that's just one really good example of the way that I really truly believe we are continuing to evolve the site to make it even better for booksellers and, and site users on bookshop.org in general. But Something that I'm super excited about that I don't know if you're aware of yet is that we're going to actually be launching ebooks on bookshop.org in the next uh, calendar year, or rather, hopefully by the beginning of 2024. So we will have 
the ability to have anyone on bookshop.org buy an ebook and support their local bookstore. And actually all of the ebook proceeds will go to the bookstore. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about ebooks. Okay, that's fantastic. And I'm sure super relevant because I know a lot of people do like to read ebooks. What is that going to look like? Like, how are you doing that? Is that something you can talk about? Oh, yeah. So I'm, of course, not doing anything other than promoting it. <laughs> but our dev team, bless them, are uh, they're building this app from scratch. So it will be a completely, you know, white label platform for bookshop.org. We will have all of the data that the publishers provide for the books on Bookshop on this separate app. So it will not only be on the site, but also an app so that people can use these ebooks on whatever device they consume their ebooks, whether it's their iPhone, Kindle, blah, blah, blah. And so that's going to hopefully again launch by early 2024. That is very exciting. And my next question was, what is next for Bookshop? So it sounds like that is. Well, and I know that's got to be an incredible amount of work, but that's super exciting. Yeah, thank you. I know I'm I'm really, really pumped for it. And then, I mean, beyond ebooks, we would also like to really continue to build the the bookseller and reader community on the site. So hopefully eventually what we'd like to do, Cindy, is a sort of Goodreads-esque platform that users can write reviews, give stars, recommend reads, blah, blah, blah. So um, the Goodreads bookshop.org is something I'm really excited about because I love seeing what my friends are reading and what they think is really worth reading or not. So that's to come in probably the next few years. Of course, ebooks is our number one priority in the next um, year, really, but that's to come too. And also we're going to be having a look inside feature on the site so that any bookshop.org user can see, oh, this is the first few pages of this book. In particular, I think this will be great for children's books so that people can see the illustrations before they buy the book. Okay, Sarah, both of those are really cool. (laughs) Well, is there anything I haven't asked about Bookshop that I should have? If you want to be an affiliate, sign up. It's super fun and easy and free. And again, as we've highlighted, every purchase supports indie bookstores. Um, If you don't want to be an affiliate, that's okay too. Please explore the map, explore the search bar and see what other bookstores are out there that you can support. Um, I always love telling readers and bookshop.org users, you can always um, support different bookstores with every purchase, or you can have one bookstore that you always support on bookshop.org. So I'm just Really, really excited to have highlighted the site for you today, Cindy. And thank you for all of your really great questions. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that about the different bookstores, because that is a cool feature. And I actually do do that. I will sometimes do Beach Books in Seaside, Oregon, because I love them. Sometimes I'll do Book Culture, the one you worked at. You know, sometimes I will just vary it up because I think that's such a cool thing. You don't have to pick just one store and only be supporting them. Agreed. Yeah, I I'm I have so many favorite indies that I have to switch it around. I know, it's hard sometimes to choose. Yes. <laughs> well, Sarah, before we wrap up, what have you personally read that you really liked? Okay, I love this question. So what I just finished yesterday actually is outlined by Rachel Cusk. That was really, really good. Set in Greece. The only kind of 
qualm I had with it was that, I mean, the whole premise of the book is she's sort of outlining herself based on the characters around her. But I really wanted more of the main character. So I'm going to continue the trilogy and go on to the next two books. But I loved that overall. The language was beautiful. The ending was stunning. And then something else that I got from a friend at Edelweiss actually um, was The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, which was so beautiful. And I'm actually originally from the South. So anything that, you know, has the the Southern diaspora and, and highlights what it is to be a woman in the South is just so appealing to me. So The Secret Lives of Church Ladies was so beautiful and such a worthwhile read and probably is my favorite thing I've read this year. I'm not even familiar with that one. I'm going to have to go look it up because I love stories set in the South as well, especially when they focus on Southern women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the University of West Virginia Press. Okay, great. Good. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a pleasure. Well, Sarah, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and talk with me about Bookshop. I learned so much and I hope everybody else will too. Thank you so much, Cindy. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I would love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook, where you can find me at Thoughts From a Page. If you enjoy the show, please consider joining my Patreon group to access bonus content and support the podcast. If you have a moment to rate the show or subscribe to it wherever you listen to your podcasts, I would really appreciate it. It makes a big difference. And please tell all of your friends about Thoughts From a Page. Word of mouth does wonders to help the show grow. I hope you'll tune in next time. Science, science, science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes. Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.